Seattle artist Mary Koss created a stunning 42-foot-long Corten steel sculpture called Ghost Log. The public artwork tells a story of place, the land, and its people. Ghost Log is a monumental-scale abstracted cedar log installed on the spectacular shoreline of Commencement Bay in Tacoma at Dickman Mill Park. The sculpture sits on a registered historic artifact, the enormous head saw and carriage from Dickman Mill, a 19th century lumber mill. Embedded in the sculpture are references to both the Puyallup tribe, whose ancestral homeland the park sits on, and the lumber mill that was there for 90 years until it burnt down in 1979. The large abstract form weaves vintage machinery with the image of a cedar tree and illustrates the enormous 8 to 12 foot diameter old growth logs that were once milled at this site. The sculpture's shape transforms to tell a story. The front end begins at the park and appears machine-like, wrapped in a delicate cut layer of cedar skin. As you walk along the artwork, it disassembles and mutates organically into branches, twined baskets, and cedar boughs that culminate over the water. Interwoven are several words forged in metal. In English and Lushutsi, the language of the Puyallup tribe. These words were chosen while working with the Puyallup Historical Preservation Department and Amber Hayward, the director of the Puyallup Tribal Language Program. While conducting research for this project, Koss spoke with several community members with connections to the site. These stories began to reveal many complex, sometimes conflicting layers of history. In order to provide an avenue to delve deeper into these stories and relationships, she expanded the project into a podcast series titled Timberlines. Koss also created an abstract sound piece from interviews and collected sounds titled Ghost Timbre. This piece was edited as a part of the Jack Straw Artist Support Program. You can access this piece at Dickman Mill Park through a QR code or on our website, linked in the details section of this episode. Here it is, Ghost Timbre. Us Joe will church tortis a slab do bootlet. Us Joe will church tortis a slab do bootlet. Us Joe will church tortis a slab do bootlet. 
So that's the welcome song uh, Archie Cantrell made. So that means I am joyful that you folks have arrived. We have Seed words about the tree and we learn from the tree. What is a cedar tree? It's resilient, it's flexible, it's strong, it provides shade, provides us with everything we need. So we have a lot of Lachute seed around that. The uh, teaching of the cedar tree teaches you to be still, be quiet, to watch. One of the words I used was cedar. And in Lachute seed, that would be what? Pie. Pie. You wanted to say cedar tree. Chpayats. Mm-hmm. Inner cedar bark. Slogwats. Slogwats. Branches of the cedar tree or the cedar boughs. Steedgwood. Steedgwood. Cedar root woven basket. Sealt. Sealt. We are praisingly grateful. Asquadida. We were told by our Lashutzi-speaking elders that Lashutzi comes from the land. Well, there's someone I can't share there because of their sacredness value, but... Uh, we do have several different uh, stories about how we got the land. One of my favorite ones is uh, how the creation of the Puyallup River came to be. And that was uh, three large, what we call orcas today, uh, three large orcas were uh, trapped during the big, the great flood that flooded this area. And they ended up getting stuck when the waters receded in a, in a small lake up towards what would, today would be Ording. And uh, you know, for they stayed there for several days, got very hungry, very angry. And they really wanted to get back with their family. The families, of course, lived out here on what we call Puget Sound. And so uh, one day, one night, they got uh, enough energy to, to force their way out. And, you know, they, these mighty orcas were, were pushing and pushing and pushing. And uh, it's described in our legend as uh, just great chaos. Just, uh, earth being shoved uh, left and right, water being left and right. Um, and, and they carved... Uh, the channel on their way out uh, you know as you're struggling to, to fight through dirt or fight through anything thick you know you're, you're not necessarily going in a straight line and they finally made it out to Commencement Bay and our our mother Tacoma um, she saw this and she's able to put fresh water into this channel that was created by these three orcas um, and that river became known as the the Puyallup River And through that channel that the orcas carved, she was able to put salmon in the water uh, and provide water for fresh water for our people and fresh water for all the plants and and resources. This song is um, honoring the cedar, inner cedar bark. So that word slogwats that you have in your art piece, that's one of the words we use in that song. And that song was created by Zalmaize here, our language consultant. We're really trying to bring our songs back, dances back, uh, storytelling back to our community. 
So when language goes to sleep for a while, you don't have songs, you don't have dances, you don't have stories. We've been really working hard to produce speakers, and now the songs come back, the dances come back, the stories come back. And so there, every piece of the cedar tree is used. So when we go to gather the cedar bark or cedar tree, and any time that we're gathering, we remember that relationship that we have to the gifts of the earth, and we ask permission. We go to the cedar tree and we say, um, we want to take the cedar bark to make beautiful baskets. We ask your permission to gather the bark. And so when we gather two, we only gather a small width of the bark so that it doesn't go all the way around the tree so it doesn't kill the tree. And then it reseals itself and it'll continue growing as a tree, but you can get very long, 20, 30 um, feet long pieces of cedar um, stripped from the tree. So the spirit of the canoe and the cedar tree are real important teachings. machines have um, their own sound and basically their own rhythm and you have to do you have to keep up with what's going on the lumber's coming through the resaw and being cut in half you and another person have to grab each end of that lumber lay it down and in a row and then lay it on top of the next row on top of that and then every five rows you have to uh, you have to put some stripping in now you got to do this without missing a beat. You can't miss one piece of lumber and let it fly off the end of the green chain because then you're, you know, a newbie or you know, looked down upon. So you got to get the rhythm of the machine, and the resaw has a different rhythm than the planer, or it has a different rhythm than the double end trim. So what I did, and I can't speak for other people, but I get a tune in my head that matches the rhythm of the machine, and for me. It was usually sea chanties. I don't know. I'm a folk music aficionado. And uh, so I would get like a sea chanty going and I would adjust the rhythm to that, that tune to match the rhythm of the, of the lumber coming out because that way you don't miss a beat. And it's, it's, everything's rhythm. Everything's rhythm in, in, the, in the mill. The one that I always got was like, 
They advertised in Boston Town, New York, and Buffalo. 500 brave Americans are wailing for to go. I could sing that slow. I could sing that fast in my head. I could, you know, it was just, it would just flow with the machinery. And there, every, every machine has sound. Dickman closed because of the rarity of the large lumber. Right. And it's interesting because people think that, oh, the, the mill shut down, you know, because it burned down and, and it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, it was just the, it was an evolutionary process and the, you know, you're not, you're not going to change that. It was the last lumber mill along Ruston, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Were you guys around? Did you see the fire? Uh, I actually, I got a call from Milt, you know, I think I'm, I'm thinking like three or four o'clock in the morning and, and said that the mill was on fire. So I actually got dressed and went down and, you know, by the time I got there, it was pretty much just a smoldering, you know, hulk. I mean, there, you know. We had great forests, cedar forests. There's a great relationship that our people had about understanding our relationship to the forest, the sacred cedar tree. But every tree and every plant has a responsibility. Each has the teaching. Each has something to contribute to the forest. So we had great forests. We had plenty. One of the things that happened in the industrialization of particular our waters here in, in Commencement Bay, but also between here and the Pacific Coast, is that these great forests became a commodity. It's everybody's responsibility to take care of the water, 
to take care of the land, to take care of our fish and animals, because that's what we all want to leave for our future, to leave for our children.